0: listening to 30 minute expert I'm Katie
1: and I'm Zach
0: Every episode I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic
1: and if that's not hard enough I only have 30 minutes to do it
0: We want to prove that no matter who you are
1: or how much education you have
0: with a little help from the internet
1: anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world And we're going mm-hmm.
0: it's been it's been a long week actually it's not it's Monday. It's been a very short week so far. But who knows? Maybe you're having a a rough Monday uh, or a great Monday and and you want to celebrate. Either way, maybe you want to have a drink.
1: Maybe it's not even Monday.
0: Yeah, true. (laughs) Uh, Regardless, whatever day it is, whatever kind of day you've had, you might want to celebrate with a drink. I bet you do. I bet you do. I know I do, especially after this intro. (laughs) Um, So... Have you ever heard of Mezcal? I have. I've heard of it too, but I don't know that much about it. Me neither. And our good friend Allie, who listens to the podcast, said that she doesn't know that much about it either, and she would love to learn. So I said, you know what, Allie? Me too. Cool. Let's do it as a topic.
1: Is Mezcal the one that they smoke the um, the, – or that might be like reposado. Well, Mezcal is a tequila, I think. It's like a sort of type of – tequila this i don't know if I it's feel. classified under tequila or if it's just very similar to tequila but yeah this, these are the exact type mm-hmm. of questions the that things we need that, to that you just answer
0: listed smoke tequila this is what i think of when i think of mezcal why i don't know we'll find <laughs> out but um
1: i think what they do because tequila is made from agave mm-hmm. and i think with the uh like the añejo and the reposado, the those are the tequilas that are darker and darker. Mm. I think those are just aged longer, if I'm not mistaken. And the mezcal is uh, smoked, and I think they smoke it underground. Underground. And, yeah, I think they like bury it and smoke it. You know how you can roast a pig in the ground. If that sort of thing. If they
0: don't do that, you're going to sound ridiculous <laughs> when we very play this true. Back. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think. How do you that's... know so
0: much about tequila?
1: I I don't. I just I don't know. You I never know drink tequila that little bit.
0: Wow. Yeah. See, Guys, this is why we started this show because Zach has random knowledge about all this stuff for no good reason. Well,
1: let's see if I'm right before we true tout my uh, very true brilliance.
0: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yes. Please <laughs> see if you're right okay. when we listen back. It would see they're going to be real vindication. You can either or heap praise
1: or make fun of me.
0: Mm-hmm. I can't wait for either one. Me too. It's going to be great.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to go learn about that.
0: Do it. And if you want, maybe have a drink while you do it. Make it more fun. Might have to. Okay, good luck.
1: These Mondays are getting harder and harder. (laughs)
0: Monday! (laughs) So, as we always do, we listened back to that intro just now, and man, did you make some wild claims? I sure did. So, how did that go for you? How did they pan out?
1: I believe we left it off with uh, debating whether or not we should tout my brilliance just quite yes. yet. Yes,
0: uh-huh. And, and I should th- we have? I think we
1: should. No because way! Because I
0: was right. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Good job. Okay. I, truly listening back, I was like, there's no way this is true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, it wasn't 100% true, but um Yeah. So I'll start here. Mm-hmm. All tequila is Mezcal, but not all Mezcal is tequila. Ah, the I end. love that. Okay, what's for dinner?
0: <laughs> no. That's great. It's like um, bourbon and whiskey like That's that. That's
1: my next line I have written right here. It's the okay. way scotch and bourbon are both whiskeys, but not all whiskey is either scotch or bourbon.
0: Okay. Same right. thing you just said. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So, cool. in pre-Spanish Mexico.
0: Pre-Spanish Mexico. We're back at Machu Picchu all the way back mm-hmm.
1: uh the agave plant was sacred in certain circles it was used in religious rituals it was used in local mythology cool. so it's this plant that there's a lot of stuff going on with you know yeah it's uh, sacred
0: guess... in my circles i love that stuff <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh now the word mezcal comes from the nahuatl word which i didn't look that up but i assume that's like a Local native group in Nahuatl. Mexico. Uh, yeah. How do
0: you spell that?
1: N-A-H-U-A-T-L.
0: Okay. Nahuatl. Great. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's a word that means cooked agave, mm. which is exactly what mezcal is. Oh, very and smart. all tequila for that matter. Good for them. Very literal. So the legend has it that one day, lightning struck an agave plant, cooking the plant and really? breaking it open... And people drank the liquid that oozed from the inside, and they claimed that it was the elixir of the gods.
0: <gasps> that is so fun. Yeah, that's the, gonna... the
1: fun myth surrounding the uh, the background of Mezcal. That's Pretty one cool, of huh? the
0: best legends I've ever heard. Yeah, I, love I know. That. It's awesome. Wow, that's so cool.
1: So it's unknown if native Mexicans were distilling spirits prior to the Spanish conquest, which was uh, – Early fifteen hundreds. Okay, but they were making an alcoholic drink using the agave plant called pulque. Pulque, which I believe is still consumed today, not very widely, but it's you know it's a traditional thing, so it still exists. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I don't know if back then I feel like alcoholic drinks were just by accident, like every drink was (laughs) alcoholic to make it safe to drink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So the Spanish had experienced distilling spirits.
0: Okay. And
1: they brought a bunch with them when they came over here to raid Mexico.
0: Oh, great. But
1: they uh, not only were drunk on power, they were drunk on whatever they had brought along. Drunk stuff. So after running out of their own stuff, they were sitting around and they're like, dang it, we got to make some more liquor. Mm. Uh, So they saw this pulque Mm
0: -hmm. and they
1: were like, there's potential in that plant.
0: How are we spelling pulque?
1: P-U-L-Q-U-E. Cool. They see the agave plant and they're like we can make something stronger out of that. Oh, Something more alcoholic. This To was keep not fueling enough our rating.
0: Yeah.
1: So they did. That's exactly what they did and they I think they started making, you know, the precursors to tequila at that point.
0: Mhm.
1: So now we're going to get into more of the what is mezcal. Yeah,
0: what is mezcal?
1: Much like champagne, mm-hmm. mezcal can only be legally produced and bottled as Mezcal, mm-hmm. in nine out of Mexico's blank states. How many states do you think Mexico has?
0: States? Uh-huh. I have no idea, but I, I don't no feel like it's either. that many. I feel like it's ten.
1: Wrong. How many? 32.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So there are 30, 32 states That's only... so embarrassing.
0: I bet if you ask any Mexican <laughs> how many states are there in the United States, they would be like 50. Oh.
1: Probably, yeah. I truly had no idea how many I'm states Mexico had.
0: I'm glad we know now, except I forgot. How many 32?
1: Thirty-two. Thirty-two. I would have thought it was less, like like you yeah. guessing ten. I that's probably somewhere where just, I would have guessed. I just
0: feel like if I've ever looked at a map of Mexico, it, I don't picture it divided into that many sections. But yeah, what do I know? And the Obviously only other I'm wrong. country that
1: I really know of with and they don't call them states, but states is Canada, and they're huge. Canada right. has like, like four eight or something right? like that. Yeah. You know,
0: mm-hmm. uh, so provinces.
1: Correct. Mezcal comes from Shout out to
0: our Canadian and Mexican listeners. Mexican listeners, we have both of them. Yeah,
1: that's pretty cool. Love that's you guys. actually very crazy. Yeah. Uh, as we said, it comes from the agave plant, which mm-hmm. is this huge Jurassic Park looking plant with big long, fat, spiky leaves off of it. And leaves in air quotes. Leaves mm-hmm. like the way a succulent has leaves. You it's know?
0: not the things we see in LA, is it? I you think those- so, yeah. Those think- gigantic yeah. Aloe kind of looking things? Yeah, they the aloe look like aloe. Well, here's
1: the thing. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of varieties oh, okay. of agave. Okay. So the ones that we see around here may or may not have mm-hmm. anything to do with producing a drink okay. from them.
0: But that does look similar to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean,
1: pretty much just like it. Cool. If you look up a photo of the agave plants that they use to make tequila or mezcal, mm-hmm. it looks like the stuff that we see every day.
0: Very cool. Yeah,
1: it's, it's pretty neat. Lucky us. <laughs> so those... Uh, the leaves are not used in the production of the plant. What they use is the base of this plant, which is this really fat, heavy, hard uh, base. Right? That's I don't know what else to call it, called the pina.
0: So that, oh, and it looks pina? just like a pineapple. Yeah, yeah. like a pineapple, mm-hmm.
1: but much fatter.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> um, so they like hack all the leaves off. Yeah. To get to this. Mm-hmm. Piña center.
1: And then they cut that thing out of the ground. Mm-hmm. And the person doing this all, by the way, is called the mezcalero. Ooh. They're the person who makes mezcal. Nice. So the mezcalero harvests the plant, whacks off all the leaves, cuts and trims the piña. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it, like a pineapple, it's got all those little things sticking Spiky off. Bits. So they just kind of shave those off to make it easier to handle. Mm-hmm. And then the next step is to cook the piña. Oh, cool. The way they do it is... So it's like I said in the the intro, Mm -hmm. they, well, I'll I'll back up real quick. If you're using, if you're making tequila, Mm
0: -hmm. which
1: like we said, all Mezcal is
0: tequila, but not all tequila is Mezcal.
1: That's correct. Thank you for finishing that because I was confusing (laughs) myself. Um, If you're making tequila, it must be at least 51% Weber Blue Agave.
0: Weber? Yes. What a weird name.
1: Yeah, I know it is a pretty weird name Not for very that Mexican. Plant. Uh I think you know it has like a I don't rem- it has another name. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. like a Latin name or if it was Mexican, but I do remember seeing another name for it, but it was called the Weber Blue Agave. Okay. Uh, but mezcal can be made from dozens of different agave plants. Mhm. So, they take that piña and they cook it. In the traditional way when you're making mezcal mm-hmm. is to cook it in an underground pit. Oh. I said they smoke it. Okay. They don't I mean I guess it gets smoked because yeah. it's in a pit, but it's really roasting it. Wow. So if they dig a pit, they've got a fire going, they put it in there, cover it with hot rocks. Hot well, rocks. Maybe awesome. they're not hot at first, but they get hot. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, they roast it, and that can take up to three days. It can be wow. in that pit. Whereas with uh, tequila, they mm. steam the agave oh. and then like peel it off and, and then process it after that.
0: This is so cool. So that's
1: where this signature deep smoky flavor Mm. comes into the mezcal
0: yeah you cook something underground for three days it's gonna get smoky in there (laughs) that's for sure that is so cool who would ever have thought to do that i would never have thought to cook something underground Mm. people are so creative and cool
1: yeah i mean i'm constantly just amazed with the things that people thought of before us (laughs) 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 like i always say i could have a thousand years and unlimited money and i wouldn't be able to come up with some of the simplest things that have been around for A thousand years. I would
0: never cook anything underground. I would live a boring life. It would be lacking all (laughs) smokiness. It would be sad. I'm so lucky to live in the world that I do.
1: It's tragic if you think about it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So when it's in the pit and it's cooking, the starches are being turned into sugars and the fibers Mm -hmm. are softening. Similar to a lot of cooking. Like if you're cooking a sweet potato. Same exact sort of thing to visualize what's going on in there. Once it's cooked, they take the plant out of the ground. And then they grind it under a stone – well, not grind it really, as much as
0: mushy, smash probably. it
1: slash pulverize it mm-hmm. under a stone wheel. And again, this is the most traditional operation. Is we to, want to do traditional. It. Yeah, Give you do. Give me the traditional version. They make it and you pay for it. Mm. Uh, the most traditional way is for a stone wheel pulled by an animal, usually a
0: donkey oh, wow. or
1: a mule. Or I saw a horse. I think that's a waste of a good horse. Let hey, the mules do that.
0: A, m- a horse might love making mezcal. Let him follow his bliss.
1: <laughs> All right, as long as he gets a cut of the final product. I like a drunk horse. I'm sorry, maybe that's <laughs> only me. Okay. So th- it's it's a uh, so it's a wheel, not like uh, the way I was picturing it at first was like kind of two wheels on top of each other, like like uh, a wheel laying down, like a disc. Mm-hmm. on top of another like wheel and then you put it you know you put something in the middle of that and you spin the top one. it's going to grind it mm-hmm. i think they do grind other things like like i think that's a method that was used to grind things okay. but this is a wheel upright as a mm-hmm. wheel should be uh and it's being pulled in a circle so there's like a circle mm-hmm. uh like built into the ground yeah and the horse is on the outside and it's pulling this wheel in the circle and the wheel is just rolling running over uh, you know the, 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 So they
0: like hack up the mezcal the and just put a bunch of it or the pina and put put it throughout that little groove.
1: Yeah, I'm have. not even sure if they hack it up to be honest. They might just put it in, in their hole. Yeah, and they and let, let the wheel spin around, around. and then they just like shovel it and kind of move it around and keep wow. letting it do that. I'm not sure exactly how long they do that. But anyway, uh, once that's done – well, mm-hmm. that process, like we said, that's the most traditional way to do it. It can mm-hmm. be machine-driven. Yeah, yeah. It is produced that way, and I think that's fine. It's you know, yeah. the same end result. But this is like the more quaint way. Yeah, you yeah know, that yeah, people yeah. like like this kind of uh, you know, it's the traditional way. Yeah. I don't think you yeah. need to really say any more. Mm-hmm. So from there the pina is um it's moved into large uh vats. Okay. And, and it's
0: all smushed up now.
1: It's all smushed up, it's a pulp. And then mm-hmm. from here on out it's a pretty uh, simple distill fermentation and distillation the mm. way you make any other uh liquor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's moved into these large vats, they add water, they add uh wild yeast, which I guess is specific and
0: um non negotiable really when it
1: comes to like traditional uh, mezcal, what'd you say?
0: It really likes to party, this yeast. It's yeah, wild. the
1: yeast is what really turns it up in that vat.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and some varieties, they, they'll add like aromatics in there. They'll add mm. citrus, fruit, things like that. But, t- but that's yeah. more on the rare side. Typically, it's just left to ferment with only the addition of the water and the yeast. Mm-hmm. Once it's fermented, I don't know how long they leave it in there.
0: Probably a while.
1: I would think a, little a week good or while. so. I don't know. A
0: week. Probably more? longer. I have no idea. Me neither. I have no clue. <laughs> uh,
1: after a certain amount of time, the liquid is taken from there, and then it's distilled. Mm-hmm. And they do that in either a clay or a copper pot. Oh. After that, it can be aged in barrels like the tequila we were talking about in the intro. Mm. So you can make a mezcal reposado or a mezcal añejo, and that's where you get that depth of color and flavor oh. that comes from sitting in wooden casks. Yeah. Uh, but I'd say 95% of them just go straight to being bottled from there as okay. the clear mezcal that you see okay. uh, or clear tequila because mm-hmm. it's the same process when you're bottling tequila if you want to age it beforehand. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously a very hands-on craft process. Yeah. And uh, being that it has this really cool tradition and kind of – hands-on, like I said, way of making it, it's not uncommon for bottles to include not only the exact variety of of agave used but for them to also have the exact location like the exact village it's made mm. similar to wine
0: yeah you know you uh-huh. put the,
1: the the name of the grape and right. the, region. the
0: region yeah
1: um, and even sometimes they'll have the name of the mezcalero on it <gasps> That's
0: which so i think fun. wine
1: you know you'll see that on wine sometimes too it'll yeah. have the name of the you could have
0: the family name of the vineyard or something or whatever. yeah
1: yeah um, which is really cool i i like that you can trace exactly to where it came from and who made it on yeah. certain labels anyway. that's
0: super cool yeah
1: so far and away most mezcals are produced from a single plant variety
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I guess in recent years blends are becoming more popular mm. so like there are dozens and dozens I don't know maybe even hundreds of varieties of agave actually I don't think it's hundreds but it's a lot of varieties of agave that you can make it from and the the purest the most traditional is just to make it from one plant. Mm-hmm. I don't mean one individual plant, but the you same just mean don't
0: mix type plants.
1: of agave yeah. plant. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, but I guess that's kind of coming in into fashion a little bit, blending okay. them,
0: which, hey. Cool.
1: You really like own.
0: red blend wines. So I love
1: a red blend. Probably my favorite red, red wine. So Or wine at all. There you go. Yeah. I've never had mezcal. Not that I know of anyway. If I did, i didn't really know it, and I wasn't appreciating it. But now I really want to buy a bottle.
0: Yeah, I do too. I I kind of feel the same way. I kind of think I did have it once, um, but but I don't remember like experiencing like a smoky flavor. I don't remember it. So
1: I'm coming. I'm in the same boat. The point as you.
0: is, let's definitely get some mezcal after this because it sounds super cool.
1: Yeah, and it sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on the variety of agave used, the flavor notes. Let's get a good one. Oh, if we're getting one, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the flavor notes, they can range anywhere from nutty, buttery, and fruity, or on the darker side, like spicy. And I learned a new word.
0: <gasps> what is it?
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't How do you say it? piquant It It looks like piquant, almost.
0: Oh, I think that is it. Piquant.
1: But I – well, I was doing voice text and I said piquant and it just corrected it to pecan, like mm. the nut. And then I was like, mmm, And then it spelled <laughs> it right. So I That's figured hilarious. that was what I to say. Um, uh,
0: you know what they say, though? If you – if someone mispronounces a word, you should always um, – Laugh be, at
1: them on a podcast. No,
0: you should never do that. You should be proud of them because that means they learned it by reading. And so good for you. You learned this word by reading. We'll figure out how Thank to pronounce you. it. What does it mean?
1: Anyway, it means – um I forget.
0: No, you know. Honestly, I do. No, it,
1: mean, it means like spicy. Okay. Um, Like spicy. sharp, tangy, kind of like that. Cool. So you can have that and really earthy flavors, like green flavors, just,
0: mm. I don't know, earthy. Like dirt. Yeah. Good old-fashioned dirt flavors.
1: Good old-fashioned dirt. We mm-hmm. all know it. We all love it. We it's just don't great. drink enough of it. We don't. It's been around for hundreds of years, this mezcal stuff, mm-hmm. but it didn't really become popular outside of Mexico. Until and this surprised me, because uh, this is very recent. Until the mid '90s.
0: Wow, that's yeah. really recent.
1: I know it's a very new. I don't know if you wanted to call call it a trend, but it's a very new uh, drink in the U.S. Wow. So how it happened was there was uh, an artist
0: mm-hmm.
1: who was uh, from California. His name's Ron Cooper, okay, and he was living and working in Oaxaca which is the state where the most Mezcal is still produced. That's like the number one region for Mezcal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he got acquainted with the local farmers there and he was introduced. To, like he really, you know, worked his way in. Like I think they, there mm-hmm. was a real mutual respect and, and they liked him and they, they brought pals. him into the fold and he was introduced to the really beautiful, pure Mezcal. Mm. So he gathered some samples, brought them back into the U.S. and Then, I mean, you know, through the process of figuring out exactly which he wanted to use and what was the right way to do it and everything, he founded a brand of Mezcal called Del Mage, Mm -hmm. which is still around. I mean, you can, yeah, you can go buy it at Gelson's right now.
0: I will. Um, And it is
1: on the expensive side. Uh, And, you know, so he makes this brand comprised of like pure artisan mezcal made mm-hmm. from family producers in these small villages.
0: I hope he paid these people. The story better not end with him like not paying these people. <laughs>
1: well, this story doesn't. I okay. don't know that part of the real story, but let's assume that he did. Okay. It, it seems to be that it's a very profitable business for mm-hmm. for people in Mexico but- and not just for the people who stand to really profit off of it, but I think it actually it employs a lot of people and it seems like a really important part of the economy, especially in these smaller villages.
0: What are we doing? Because that's where the best mezcal mezcal is
1: produced, is in these tiny villages made by like a single family. Um so he uh he starts this brand, Del Mage, and he really coined the like category of single village mezcal. Mm. Like highlighting the handmade nature, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, not unlike single malt scotch. You know that like people were drinking scotch for a long time but then I think I was reading in like the 60s is when the idea of single malt came into fashion and that really like exploded in popularity Mm -hmm. and he kind of created the same category for Mezcal in the US at least. Right, right. Um,
0: He's just marketing it to us.
1: Yeah, and the popularity like it really caught on uh, Mm -hmm. with both consumers and bartenders Mm. which is probably really important because I would imagine that they have a huge influence on alcoholic trends in the U.S. Yeah,
0: and especially if you said the mid you said the 90s. mid-90s um, I feel like... That's heyday for bars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pre-COVID. No, but I was going to say um, all the rise of mixology and people really yeah, getting honestly. snobby about drinks mm-hmm. I feel like came a little bit after that so that probably, if you can get bartenders on it and this fancy schmancy whatever is made with mezcal um... That's you know that's a and great way to market it. You see it today.
1: Anytime something you know quote unquote new comes along, it it, it can really blow up. I yeah, mean, you see it with acai. You see it with mm-hmm. even like avocados in the past. Like
0: even agave, who eating
1: avocados fifteen years ago. Yeah,
0: who was eating agave twenty years ago?
1: Oh, like the syrup. Yes. The, yes yeah. Yes. Exactly. I mean, I mean people were, were but, but, but these things tend to really catch a great PR yeah. wave. And quinoa. And, quinoa another one and people's eyes really open to (laughs) hey this is great let's eat it Mm -hmm. um or drink it in this case
0: Mm -hmm. and hopefully not exploit the people who make it on the way
1: you know who didn't get exploited was uh ron cooper because in 2017 Pernod ricard who is a major like alcohol Mm -hmm. uh what do you call it I don't know what the word is. Like I'm distributor,
0: manufacturer? Uh, no, like
1: like alcohol brand.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, what did they kind make?
1: Of thinking of the wrong word. Well, they own the labels like Absolute and Jameson oh, and uh, okay. Campo Viejo and uh, Mom Napa. You know, you, when you go to the liquor store, half the aisle is owned by this company. Wow. Uh, and they purchased a majority stake in Del Mage just mm-hmm. three years ago. So, three
0: years ago? This is current.
1: So I think that Ron is set for cash. And Ron, if you're listening, could I hold some money, please? (laughs) Uh, I don't know how much he sold it for, but George Clooney, he sold that tequila company a couple years ago for a billion dollars. Ryan Reynolds just like two weeks ago sold his gin company for over $600 million. So I'm sure this guy is well off.
0: This is a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. All I right. I agree. Okay, Ron. You better have paid your farmers.
1: <laughs> oh, and that story uh I got from Wine Enthusiast magazine. That's where I was reading about that, and it was mm. very cool. Cool. Yeah. So now before uh we get into the fun facts, I'm gonna pour oh. myself some tequila, <laughs> which unfortunately is not mezcal. I really wish it was, but we it don't is
0: have any mezcal here. A one
1: hundred percent pure blue agave tequila called contigo which is from looks like jalisco mexico is that how you say that
0: um i i would imagine anywho cool yeah i accused zach of never drinking tequila in the intro and to be honest he he doesn't drink a lot of tequila tell that to this very I know, empty nearly bottle. empty but yeah. i feel like maybe that's me i don't know i like tequila i've always this for a bit yeah i've I've always liked tequila. Um, it's, it's more interesting to me. Plant. Oh, yeah. There on it the is. Bottle. There's a drawing of the agave plant on here. It's beautiful. And it does look like that thing that we see. Um, I've always liked tequila. I think tequila has already so many interesting flavors mm. in it that it really does make me excited to try I Nescal. agree.
1: I love this. This is on its own. Tequila is yeah. pretty much as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any questions before we get into these no. super fun facts?
0: Tell me the fun facts. I want to know them. That's my question. What okay. are they?
1: Uh, number one, U.S. consumption of mezcal grew 32% in 2018, representing the largest Whoa. gain in any spirit category. So this stuff is on the rise. In one year? Yeah.
0: Wow. So that much so is on the rise.
1: that uh, we as... The globe may face a shortage in the next few years oh geez so brace yourselves the plants can take like several years to mature yeah and you know a growth like this is you can't really mm-hmm. foresee it or plan for it it's a good problem um but
0: kind of
1: it's not going to disappear from shelves but prices are going to go up yeah most likely
0: well good for the farmers
1: Unless we can figure out a way to synthesize some agave plants and just, damn, more plants.
0: No. <laughs> it's not going to work because we need it to be traditional or it's not real re- mezcal.
1: You are right. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we said, Delmage was, I believe, the first brand to be marketed in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, there are over 150 brands of mezcal sold worldwide. Wow. Um, I think it's sold in 23 countries. Pretty good. And do you know which countries import the most?
0: Uh pick
1: guess the two, the top two.
0: The United States. Got it. And um Spain?
1: Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh one more guess. Uh
0: Costa Rica? That's <laughs> <No>. close.
1: <laughs> Gotta think in terms of population. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not Costa okay. Rica. Uh China. <laughs> uh, close. Japan. <laughs>
0: Oh, Japan is teeny tiny, but I guess they have a big They've population. a ton of people, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, so yeah, the United States is number one. Japan is number two in terms mm. of importing. Um, I okay. can see
0: them being into cool cocktails in Japan.
1: They're really into to liquor over there. There's a lot of like new Japanese liquors hitting the market, like whiskeys and gins. Really? Like they're making their own stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's really cool. This is a big thing with mezcal. I'm surprised it took us this long to mention it. The what? worm in the bottle.
0: Oh, there's a worm in it.
1: Not all the time. Okay. In fact, hardly ever.
0: Oh. Okay. Anymore. That's why it took us so long. Uh,
1: but the worm is actually the larva of a moth that invades the plant. Okay. And it's kind of unknown how it ever ended up in the bottle in the first place. Some people say it's nothing more than a marketing ploy. It just mm-hmm. stands out and... And it works. Yeah. Um, Some say that it's there to add flavor, which I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah, warm Uh, flavor. And then uh, somewhere else it said that people put it there to show that it is fit for drinking, which, again, I say no thank you I'll take the one without larvae in it. Huh. Uh, but it's pretty cool. I mean, I like the idea. I, I don't think I've ever seen a worm in a bottle myself. But I have. if I did, it would, be, it would I be remem- show-stopping. I
0: remember <laughs> being little and seeing it. And No,
1: I wasn't surrounded by liquor as a child, I, Catherine.
0: I apparently was. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I remember. I don't think I asked anyone about it, but I just took it in and thought, wow, look at that thing.
1: Yeah, it's, um, I, I would...
0: Well, let's get one with a worm in it.
1: Okay, we're going to have to do some shopping around, but... Okay, I mean, if I think it's we can... too
0: difficult, then we can get a regular one. But <laughs> but if we see a worm, we'll get that one.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. deal. Are you going to eat it?
0: No, I'm not going to eat it. That's not the point. Of course it is. Are you serious? Yeah, you got to eat the worm. Okay, no, I'm not going to eat it. I thought it was just going to flavor our drink and then we would let it...
1: Flavor it expire. like what, bugs? I don't want that. <laughs>
0: Okay, okay, maybe we won't get a worm one. <laughs> uh. All right,
1: last fact. Okay, Let's get out of here. Last fact. Uh, every year, Oaxaca hosts the International Mezcal Festival.
0: Oh, that's uh, so fun.
1: I know, Let right? go. Started in 1997, mm-hmm. and the
0: last. Oh, that's quite recent.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of falls in line with its. Yeah huge production boom in the u.s people you know smart, they or said. not production Let's in the u.s but sailing sa- right. sales in the u.s mm-hmm. uh i couldn't find any more recent stat than in 2009 this is from wikipedia it said in 2009 over 50,000 people attended the oaxaca international mezcal festival wow, that's and so it fun. sounds like a dang party you yeah, can go there it and it's like three bucks to get in and you get a free shot of mezcal and then there's Tons and tons and tons of Mezcal producers there, and obviously food and entertainment, and that sounds pretty cool.
0: That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. Three bucks, but you get a shot of Mezcal? Yeah, that's like that's nothing. a discounted shot. I agree. This is amazing. You just
1: gotta get to Oaxaca. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah, true. That sounds great. What time of year is it?
1: I don't know. Good question.
0: All right, well, we'll find out.
1: Feels like August to me.
0: August? Mm-hmm. We just missed it. Rats. Uh, next year, it'll be the first year post COVID. It'll be a bigger celebration than ever because everyone will be gotcha. so thrilled. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Cool. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's cool mezcal for you.
0: Great job. That was super fun. I, you know, I, I thought it would be interesting to learn about, but um, but I feel like it was more fun than I expected. I
1: agree. This was great. I yeah. can't wait to try it.
0: Yeah, me too. Get them I'm...
1: deep smoky flavors. Yeah. Uh, mm.
0: Underground pina. Mm. Mm. hmm Eat it. Nice work. I need
1: some horsehair in that. All right. And a worm. Oh boy. I'm back on the worm. I want the worm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening.